0: The first, across the country, about two-thirds of kids can't read fluently. Same goes for students here in Illinois. So, Illinois is heading toward a different way of teaching kids to read. Yesterday, the state's Board of Education unanimously passed a new literacy plan that leans on evidence-based learning. It prioritized helping kids sound out letters and learn words with phonics, mirroring a shift happening across the country. Now, the Board of Ed decision doesn't mandate changes, but lays out a blueprint for instruction, which advocates say is an important first step. So, here with more on what this means is Mawa Iqbal, a WBEZ State House reporter. Hey, Mawa. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Thank you so much for making the time. Also with us is Tanea York, founder of Literacy for Life. She's an educator who coaches administrators in districts. Welcome, Tanea.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: I'll start with you, but before we get into what exactly is changing, I do want to talk about how we got here, because to hear that stat, right, that two-thirds of kids in Illinois and across the country can't read fluently, and we're talking about all ages here, Tanea. I mean, how did we get to this point? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, we would need... um a whole session of years <laughs> to kind of discuss how we got there. But there were some shifts. There are some things in history we can point to. One, if you look at it politically, just black folks got access to literacy later. There are some things, and you look um, more recent in history, where some instructional things uh, weren't quite the right things that we should be doing um, mm-hmm. in classrooms. Uh, the debate around what's best to do in schools did have an impact on how folks learn how to teach children how to read. And um, top that with just some systemic issues, you get lots of children who are not reading well. Mm-hmm.
0: And I want you to help clarify the difference here um, for us. On the different styles of instruction, what do we mean when we say evidence-based and whole learning?
1: So really the dichotomy people have been using is trying to pit, um more like a evidence-based, more so versus, uh, it's more been like whole language versus a phonics-based approach, even though it's not that narrow. Um, and what we are asking folks to do now, which is the best for almost all learners is to teach in a more methodical way. It should be a system. You start with uh, lower skills, you increase to more complex skills. And the difference with that and maybe a more whole language approach is that you would embed these things. Um, It wouldn't be a direct learning of like letter sounds, like the most consistent uh, sounds first. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, the short vowel sounds, it would be, oh, here are some words you might see in this text that is predictable, but not a decodable text. Um, and you would use all these other types of cues, right, to learn that word. But you would not be mastering the language itself with that type of approach.
0: I see. I see. Uh, Mawa, th- this literacy plan, it's been in the works for a while, and it was mandated by law last year. So can you tell us what lawmakers asked educators to do over the past year?
2: Yeah. So um, last spring, they passed this measure that basically required the State Board of Education to develop and adopt a comprehensive literacy plan by the end of this month and then create a rubric by July 1st, 2024, which basically would um, local school districts would use this rubric um, to evaluate their reading lessons plans, make sure that the curricula is, um, you know, like up to par. And then um, the bill also would require the state to develop training opportunities for educators by January 1st of 2025. So it was a definitely mostly Democratic uh, effort, and there were some Republican lawmakers who were behind pushing it. Mm -hmm. And at least when it was moving through the legislature, it received a lot of widespread support, judging by the number of witness slips filed in favor of the bill. I think last time I checked, there were like 500 witness slips in support. So definitely very popular and very
0: I mentioned earlier that there was a a Board of Education meeting yesterday, Mawa. So tell us exactly what was decided then and, and what the atmosphere was like in that room.
2: Yeah, so basically two staffers, two um, Board of Ed staffers presented the um, literacy plan. And, you know, they talked about how this has been 15 months in the making and they've conducted two statewide listening tours where they met with advocates, educators, teachers, parents. Um, and they presented this plan and the board received it pretty well. They they passed the plan unanimously. All the board members were very happy with it. Um, Laura Gonzalez, who's a bilingual teacher on the board um, from Aurora, she said she was very thankful that the plan included guidance on how to help newcomer students. So um, students who are immigrants or refugees, people who are, are young students who are new to the country. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dr. Donna Leake, who was another board member, talked about how there is this real, very real sense of urgency to really address the um, low reading scores. Because uh, while they are getting better, they haven't really bounced back from pre-pandemic levels. So right, everyone right. was very excited.
0: Today, I, I mean, you were involved in the initial stage of drafting this plan, right? So, I mean, what was top of mind for you during the process?
1: That we were really clear on how, not only how we should be teaching reading best for children, but that we would provide the supports needed for administrators, folks who had to actually implement um, a plan like this. Uh, so that was very top of mind for me, as well as um, making sure we did call out race, um, we called out inequities, because mm-hmm. um, if you look at our test scores, right, um, black children are the largest group of children who are not meeting proficiency levels, followed by um, our Latino population.
0: Yeah. You bring up an interesting point there, today about support for teachers, because I'm imagining this could potentially be a lot for teachers to uh, adopt new methods of, of teaching students how to read. So... What do you think? Tell us more about the support that's needed for them to make this transition, the teachers.
1: Yeah, each um, district would really, math, would really have to develop a comprehensive plan that they really commit to. Um, it would take time during the summer, it would take time during the school year. Um, to really help teachers learn something that they just don't quite know how to do. Now, a lot of our teachers, uh, I've been in thousands of classrooms, particularly in Chicago public schools, um, know how to do some of the things that you see here. So it's not like our teachers are, you know, without some knowledge going. Yeah, they're, they're capable. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you went to a school in the state of Illinois, a lot of the methods that you learn were not what is on, like if you look at the, um, at the plan on that side of instructional practices aligned with evidence. There was not a lot of how do we do explicit instruction, teaching direct phonics instruction in those programs. Mm. So there, there is some new learning that needs to happen, um, new curriculum that they will have to learn. And districts will have to really put forth a sustained effort. Um, really pay attention to how much they're asking schools to do. And it won't be just the teachers. It will also be your principals, mm. right? Your assistant principals who will lead this work. Um, the coaches, um, having everyone involved and everyone having a seat at the table yeah. to really say, this is what we need to do. Having safe a safe space to practice, right? Uh, if you're... To learn and not have to be like evaluated, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but to see what's happening, see if it's working, having a really good feedback loop or ecosystem of feedback so that folks learn how to do this well. Because if we put all of this money into doing something that, and, and time into doing something that wasn't working well for all of our children, why won't we put as much effort or more into doing something that we know? should work better. Mm-hmm.
0: As you talk about the various roles involved here, what, what, what do you think about parents? What's your message for, for the parent who, you know, may have reservations about this transition or maybe thinking, oh, it's about time. What's their role in, in helping the child succeed here?
1: What their role has always been reading from the jump, <laughs> um, being involved uh, in your child's school, Uh, having your child read to you and talk with you about what they're learning at school, um, and being curious, right, asking questions. Um, I noticed that my child um, isn't doing this, and I read in this amazing literacy plan that at this stage they kind of should be doing this. Teacher, can you tell me more about that, right? So if parents remain curious, if they – Send their child to school um, as ready as they can, knowing their names, letters. Like, mm-hmm. those things are still the most important things that parents can do to support the literacy um, literacy proficiency of their children.
0: And so we're clear. I mean, you, you talked a lot about the equity piece of this, too. But how and where are we seeing kids lag behind when it comes to reading here in
1: Illinois? It starts at the beginning. Um If you, I'll put it this way. If you account for systemic issues, discrimination, racism, all those things, if you're at a school, say that's in a more disenfranchised uh, neighborhood, your access to quality diminishes. There's plenty of research about that. I'm not sharing anything new. And so if I am coming um, to school and I have a number of teachers who may not know how to teach me in the right way, and I don't have the resources to buffer um, and get tutors and extra help so that even the way that I'm learning how to read is covered up by all these extra support. Mm-hmm. Right from the jump, we see this lag, and then it just develops because the texts only get more complex, right? So if I didn't really pick up this skill, now I'm a fifth grader. Um, I don't have these picture cues to help me guess at words anymore because i never really learned the language and now i'm this fifth grader who's now in middle school the test just keeps getting complex like that question you asked me like where do we see this yeah it starts to just snowball all the way up and so we have thousands of children now yeah um in our state uh who are in high school high school age now who are struggling still struggling reading at grade level
0: Mama, what did you hear during public comment yesterday?
1: Yeah,
2: so um, we had one person um, to give public comment in regards to the literacy plan. And it was a person who uh, was part of the initial writing team that drafted the first version around the literacy plan. And they Similarly to the board members, we're very excited and very um, happy and um, very thankful that the board and the staff members took the time to really listen to advocates and educators and incorporate um, a lot of what, what, what Tanea was talking about, which is like phonic education mm-hmm. and also um, a more evidence-based approach, more systematic approach to um, teaching literacy. They They said that. Um, You know, the literacy plan is foundational for improving literacy outcomes, and it's the first step of many along the journey to ensure that every student has access to to, um, quality education.
0: Right. And and Mama, what can you tell us about the new rubric that's going to be used to, to measure how districts are doing as they follow this new roadmap for reading?
2: Yeah, so actually we don't really know too much yet. Um the, the state board is still developing it, but it's it's definitely gonna be something that um, you know, it's it's not a mandate, right? They they said that, you know, districts still have the discretion and, and the choice, the option to follow it and, and sort of tailor it if they want to. But um it's yeah, they they may evaluate the curricula using this rubric. Um so I guess we'll we'll keep an eye out in the coming months for, for <laughs> what's actually in it, but yeah.
0: I'm curious, Taneya, how this will work for ESL learners.
1: Yeah, so some uh, in the beginning, that was some of the fears that folks had. They were like, if you uh, teach in these particular ways, um, some of these may not be best for people who are learning um, English as a second language. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing their voices, and what I think the plan did, again, as a first step, was really uh, being intentional about including that and including the research, because it does, you know, writ large, what we know now is that teaching more explicit, uh, using um, phonics and a step-by-step approach to reading, and again, it's not just about phonics, Mm -hmm. um, but that being more methodical does help ESL, um, children who are learning English as a second language as well. So they fit in with this um and then the work that already happens you know around bilingual education yeah. um tapped on top of that you know if we if we do it right all of our babies will have access to higher quality um, literacy instruction right. regardless of whatever label we've put on them you know at this point um, and we'll have a better outcome for it
0: yeah well it sounds like you're 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 thinking positively i mean knowing that this plan passed Unanimously, Tanaya, how does that feel?
1: It feels great. Um, when I look at uh, when I look at, there's a particular page where I said, "This is this is all I needed it to say," and it's like page forty-five of the two um, hundred-page document. Um, I'm like, the instructional practices that many of us have been fighting for for years are now here uh, in a way that will bring more folks along that will help our readers so it makes me feel really good yeah um a really great uh, first step as um mala said was said in public comment a really great first step for strong tier one instruction mm-hmm.
0: we'll leave it there that's teneya york who's founder of literacy for life and mawa iqbal a wbez state house reporter thank you both